0: to the I on the U podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson, and on the other line, she is in self-quarantine. Our Miami (laughs) Hurricanes beat writer for the Miami Herald, Susan Miller-Dekman. How's it going, Susan? It's going well. I guess not self-quarantine. I shouldn't say that. That makes it sound like you have the coronavirus. Uh, You're socially socially distanced, I would say, right now.
1: Yeah, there you
0: go. That's better. So what have you been up to? in well, this new I've world.
1: Been, uh, I've been organizing all my stuff from like the last football season which you know took uh, about 10 hours at least. <laughs> I've been taking a couple walks which is uh amazing. Um and uh just uh, you know doing a lot of thinking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, How it's, about been, you? it's been weird. Uh, I've watched a couple movies. I've been uh Finally playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order for my Xbox. I've been trying to play it forever and never had time to do. Um, I've watched like Mexican League soccer, which i would never do, but I've just had that craving. Right, I've watched way too many like old. There were like there was a marathon of uh, some great Syracuse Big East basketball tournament games that was on ESPNU on Saturday, so I watched. Uh, Jerry McNamara buzzer beater. I watched the six overtime games. So, wow. so I had a I had a good well, little I, run of college basketball. Even
1: David, I, I have to tell you, I have to, I have to uh, make a, a shameless admission here. I I uh, or shameful, I'm not sure. I, I threw out uh, my Syracuse football media guide that I've been saving for
0: you <laughs> all season. Uh, oh well.
1: All season, <laughs> I said I'm going to give this to David. I'm going to give this, and then I said, forget it. Well, I threw it out, so I, I
0: apologize. That's for, uh, fine. I'll, I'll survive. Um, <laughs> you want to talk some actual football, though? Sure, I would love to. Um, so we last talked after, I think it was the third spring practice. I was up in uh, Lakeland. You were obviously you had been down in Coral Gables. And they went on spring break, so we were like, all right, well right, we'll take a week off pretty much. And then, um, of course, the world kind of changed a lot <laughs> um, at the end of last week um and Miami weirdly had like their four most important days of the year uh two weeks ago when they got to host hold for their spring practices um obviously a lot of the country did not get that opportunity I I think Florida was supposed to start today Uh, we're recording this on Monday March 16th um I, I know a lot of the SEC hadn't gotten to any of it um I think Florida State had gotten out there but um yeah I mean they got more out of four practices than you could probably ever get out of uh, four practices, it kind of feels like.
1: I, yeah, I definitely think so. Um, I, I think those four days, um, if, if you're going to break it up, David, by, you know, offense, defense, special teams kind of thing, I, I think, in my, this is just my opinion, of course, you know, unless something totally unforeseen happens, that this quarterback competition has already been won by D.R. King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it only took four days to cement his status. Uh, I think that was, that's pretty clear now. Um, and no matter what the coaches say, and yeah. again, you know, if you're, let's just hope, I'm knocking on wood here, you know, nothing, nothing happens to Derek King, if, you know, as far as injuries or whatever. But otherwise, I think it's his, his position to lose. Um, I mean, we all thought that, but I, those four days, cemented that right I mean, and, and it makes it easy it makes not,
0: it you know it would have been hard for them let's say they hadn't had those four practices at all like if, if they had you know if they were supposed to start today you still would have right. gone into the fall with that literal bit of wondering is this guy all he's cracked up to be um yep and now you at least have that confidence where you're like all right we have our guy even if we're not going to name him the starting quarterback um you know we, we have our guy I,
1: that's exactly exactly how i feel so if not anything else, that was huge. Four days, huge. Um, and then, and then, as far as the other parts of the offense, we talked a little about the receivers. They know some of that. They, they've had a lot of early enrollees, right? But they, yeah. they, they, know. Uh, you know, Mike Harley. had talked about uh, Keyshawn Smith, he's from San Diego, and Harley <laughs> Nick. As a nickname, everybody's calling him I guess the baby
0: because he looks like, looks the, like the rapper. rapper. Yep. Yeah.
1: Right. And uh, he said he, he said he's fast. And to Zalen Warsham, who, we, you know, from Birmingham, uh, Harley also said he's quick on his feet. And, and I watched him, and, and, you know, they included him in some first-team drills. And he, uh, you know, he, he, he runs good routes, and uh, he looks good. And uh, the Deerfield Beach's uh, Xavier Restrepo, he's already being nicknamed X. Has all along. He's, yeah, I think he's, he's always been X
0: because like, he's Xavier. X, so X. yeah,
1: I love that he's the X Factor. Anyway, he's playing in the slot, and uh, and Harley said he reminds him of Broxton Berrios a lot. He's you know the former UM star receiver, and yep. he's very tough. He said. Um, and then the, the other kid we talked about, Michael Redding the third, uh, an early enroll early enrollee. He's wearing a cast um, on his arm. But in his wrist, but uh, he's you know I watched him and he's really working hard on his own, doing mm-hmm. imaginary routes and with no ball in his hands, but like really going hard and intense. Um, so that is a real good sign. And and like I said before, Jeremiah Payton. Um, yeah, I he looked like a potential
0: gonna, breakout star.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, and then there's the other guys we know already, Harley and. Uh, and Pope yeah and, um, so and, yep. and then the, the running backs uh DJ Dallas is gone Don Chaney's out after shoulder surgery Robert Burns they're very happy with he's a redshirt junior um you know he's he's tough and uh and Jalen Knight and another Deerfield Peach guy yep is, is running very, running very tough and I Manny Diaz said that I think they're they're very uh, pleased with him and we did talk I think our last podcast we talked about Michael Urban right yeah but I think it was the day they
0: announced he was transferring so
1: yeah but I think they're okay I th- and I, and, but 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 since we did our last podcast Manny Diaz did tell us that I mean he did confirm what we pretty much knew but he, they never announced it that Brevin Jordan um, had surgery on his ankle and that he's rehabbing because we saw him that last day that friday the last day that we did. saw practice he does, yep we saw him in the indoor facility while we were doing our interviews he was throwing the ball back and forth with bubba
0: bolden who also had i think he had ankle surgery right mm-hmm. so
1: they were and they were former teammates right at bishop gorman uh yeah yep yeah so they were they were um they were passing the ball together and so we you know so anyway the tight ends look good with will, will mallory and the the youngest kid dominic mammarelli at a Naples high looks really good and uh larry hodges out of tampa jesuit who's a redshirt freshman and had two catches for two touchdowns but they all look good you know
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, yeah that's kind of the so, big thing it feels awesome. like is, is they. Yeah, you know, they have so many of these freshmen getting in, and, and obviously they're not going to be as far along as uh, Miami had probably poked, obviously. Um, but they've at least gotten a chance to look at all of them. Just having that little bit of uh, film, you know, even if it's just four days, for, for the position coaches to watch, it helps to just, like, know what you have. They, the coaches know what they have now um, in a way that yeah, they-, they would never have just based on – um You know, if they hadn't gotten these practices in,
1: and remember, they also—I know it was only four days, but that was—you know—Lash, Ret, Lashley, a new offensive coordinator, you know, trying to teach this offense. um i, I So at least they—they they did it, and they're young. You know, they're they're hopefully going to remember a lot of it, right? Um, and they'll have it on film.
0: Yeah, and and the, importantly, uh, they got a couple days of install, right? Like. You got four yeah. days out of the way, like with a new offensive coordinator. You got four days out of the way that you, I mean, you don't have to worry and, about as much in the uh, fall.
1: Yeah, and they did some, you know, going over to the defense. They did do some live tackling that last day. Yeah. So, uh, so that was good. Um, I think basically the the interesting thing about the defense was that uh, they they love the offense. At least that's what they're saying. Right. But they really more they do seem more engaged you know mm-hmm. in practice um uh, it's not just the offense that's energetic the whole it affects the, the whole team because the defense now has to go against a whole, totally another new kind of offense right and uh i guess we talked to al blades the cornerback and linebacker zach mcleod and safety amari carter and defensive end greg rousseau um and the new defensive end, um, Quincy Roche, who transfers from Temple. But the other guys are very complimentary and kind of excited about the offense um, because they have to be on point, man. They yeah. really have to focus. They have to focus every second, every play. Um, yeah, they, they,
0: they learned, be, I mean, it feels like the biggest thing is just they learned about themselves in a way that, you know, considering there was so much change it is going to just help their way they think about this team going into the, this long hiatus, right? Like, yeah. you didn't learn the offense probably the way you wanted to, that you didn't figure out who all your starters are going to be in the way you would have if you had 15 full practices, but you at least learned what you have. You learned um, what practice True. is going to be like going into the fall, and you learned um, exactly. kind of what you still have to learn. You learned what you still need to learn. Yeah.
1: Um, they, they like they had enough time. They're doing hand signals now uh-huh. because it's so fast that they, you know, they 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 have to. That's the big challenge. They have to be able to communicate fast enough. They can't yeah. be running over and say, saying things. It's going on. There's no huddle, you know. So they have to. There's so. Um, I love when Blake Baker, the defensive coordinator, told us that it's exciting right now, um, and then you realize you've got to change a bunch of diapers, which was which was kind of funny and, and true. And, um, mm-hmm. and Al Blaze Jr., you know, the cornerback, I thought said something really insightful. He said, um, where, he talked about that. With Dan Enos, the last offensive, the former offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. last year, that the offensive compass, he said, a lot of motioning, a lot of moving and thinking. But he said now that it's so fast that it's taking, kind of taking away the process of thinking. Now he says you just have to just know it, think fast and play calm, was what he said, which was really interesting. Um, Yeah, and then the the other, as far as the younger kids, the redshirt freshmen, uh, defensive tackles Jalar Holly and Jared Harrison Hunt um, were very tough to block uh, that first week. And, you know, Holly was getting first team reps. And, and I think because they're both doing so well, uh, former defensive tackle Jason. Was, Lissette, who was, was a very highly rated defensive tackle, yeah. right? Yeah,
0: yeah. He a buzz. Right, he, they slid that him over to end. Left. He's kind of a good good athlete. I, I think we talked about this last time we recorded. Like, he was a running back in high yeah, school, too. So he's got that yep. quick twitch ability that those other guys don't that yep. kind of lends him to me, being able to make that change in a way that Holly um, and Harrison Hunt yeah. probably just can't. And he was, he was
1: an edge rusher, right, for part of his a lot of his – yeah, I think so. he played
0: some man, played some tech. He's a little undersized, like you know, he's he's thick, but he's a little shorter. And um, right. yeah, he's, those H- Holly and Harrison Hunt. I don't know if you've like stood near them, like other than like <laughs> seen them on the practice field. Like I, th- I remember talking to them at media day. They're both giant, like they're well. Jolar, well here's the thing:
1: You're, Holly, they have Jalore Holly listed as six two and two eighty five pounds, mm-hmm. um, and they have Jason Blissett as six. Or, I don't know, I mean,
0: whatever they have, Interesting. you always have to... Yeah, Holly, Holly's like yeah. A, a nose guard kind of type of guy. Like, he's, he's, you know, he's not the, not going to be your, like, that downhill pass rusher that, like, Miami has had a lot of these defensive tackles play like. Right. Um. So, what, well, what do you, just, what, I don't know, any, oh, like, big what, picture takeaway from the defense? Like, what's, what's kind of the biggest thing... You feel like you learn from that side of the ball?
1: Um, just that. What I'm saying is, they're they, they're more focused. Yeah. Um, they
0: uh, even when we talk about the defense, it's about the offense, right? Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it is true. It I is, mean, yeah. And 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 the, and that and uh, apparently, I mean, Jalen Phillips. Remember. I think I said this last time. The defense was way on the other side of the field. Uh huh. The the the, the D Yeah. You know. Um. But supposedly, like you know, he's just really, really good, and has mm-hmm. really showed up. Uh, you know, trans. We said this transformed his body from two twenty five to two sixty four. But you're saying overall, just that um, they're getting older. They're older. They're getting. You know they're, I guess, maturing, and you know even the DBs and, um, and liking. Again, I know the offense. Um, you know yeah. we were kind of concentrating a lot on the offense the first week.
0: Um. Yeah, you didn't get a really a chance to start things like that's that's the thing. I mean,
1: we saw, but yeah. yeah, but we didn't. We didn't. I'm telling you, they were some of them were far away. The DBs are closer to us, but it was the, the yeah, offense yeah. that's kind of interesting and, um, and. Yeah, and then the the other thing, the other part of the game is special teams,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, I mean we didn't see really people returning kicks or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but you know that's another totally positive area. Yeah. Now, because um, now you have uh, you have you have your punter, who you knew Lou Headley from the Australian. Um, and you have your kicker, okay, Jose uh, He, You know, Lou Headley had to tell us that he was actually competing with Camden Price, you know, for the mm-hmm. kicking job. But I mean, I think, I think, I'm not, he said they were both doing really well. And yeah. They both had, they had kind of made all their kicks when they were supposed to in practice. But I think I think Jose Borgalas, I would pretty much assume, is going to be the guy. Uh, and the, uh, the graduate transfer and uh who killed um i should say and um and hedley hedley uh, lewis Headley told us that he lost i think 16 pounds and uh, that he was feeling really good and in really good shape and we joked about him you know uh you know running back you know, doing fake punts uh-huh. like he did uh like he did against duke 21 yards he ran for but he, he it's going to be even faster now, um, and uh, he's a, you know he's still heavily feeling good. He, he said that he's he got together with the nutritionist Kyle Bellamy from UM and Feely, uh, Coach David Feely, who's a strength and conditioning yep. coach, and he got a dietary plan going. He dropped 16 pounds. He said he's feeling healthier, healthier. Excuse me, he's lifting more more weight. Um, and yeah, and that's it. And Boragalas, you just got to hope, my God, after what they went through last year, you know, and Boragalas said he's kicking 60 yarders. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, so we asked Headley, he said, yep, that he's, he sure is. And also Headley now is the holder. Was Jack Spicer gone? Oh yeah. No, Lou Headley now is going to be holding and he likes that. He's,
0: All right, so I mentioned earlier, I have a, I found a list, I think, on uh, on CBSSports.com. They listed everyone's uh, scheduled practice, spring practice start day, spring game, all that kind of stuff. Um, kind of interesting that in the ACC, actually, only th- two schools, maybe three, I'm not sure, they had Virginia listed as TBA, but only two schools had not started spring practice. And I, I assume that means Virginia had not started if it was still listed as TBA because, obviously, if it had, they would have the date. Um which, you know, most of the ACC got kind of similar work to Miami, but notably the the three, I'm going to count Virginia on this, that did not are North Carolina, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, who are probably Miami's three biggest division challengers right now. So, like, they, they've got a leg up on those three, and um, yeah, obviously that's important because of how much change has happened. You know, those schools... That, or pretty intact at the coaching staff level. Obviously, Matt going into year two, Bronco going into year four, I think, and Flinte the same. So, um, you know, it helps Manny going into year two, obviously, also. But um, they needed those every extra day they could get with those three teams that are going to be the, you know, probably the three biggest challengers. Definitely helps. Yeah, don't you think,
1: though, that I I just, I can't believe that any other program is going to let if if they didn't start, they're going to want some kind of compensate not not they're going to want some kind of compensation as far as extra practice days or something. Yeah,
0: it'll be interesting that. to see what they do, and it also is going to depend how long this lasts, right? Like, if yeah, you know, they put out this sixty day, uh, the CDC put out this sixty day limit to fifty you know, no, no gatherings bigger than 50 people. And, right. you know, that takes us into mid-May and, and that obviously that's an optimistic outlook or they would have, you know, they're going to put out the more optimistic one and extend it as need be. Um, you know, see, if we're not done with this, you know, if we can't get back into these big gatherings until, um, I don't know, like mid-July, how does this change things? Cause like,
1: they, they could still be because of the, the summer classes start like in June yeah or May May actually yeah <clears throat> excuse me remember the high school kids are missing school too
0: yeah
1: I, I don't know or I think they are I don't know I it can't be the same so there's gonna be some I mean there's a lot of stuff coming up and a football
0: practice are. you know it's not like you know you can do a basketball practice with less than 50 people you cannot do a football practice of less than 50, you know, college rosters are 100 kids usually about, well, plus all the support that's staff, that's the that's doctors, true. trainers, like, they're not small exactly. gatherings, football practices.
1: Exactly. Coaches, right? Trainers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, a lot of the SC, like Florida, like I said, I think was supposed to start today. Auburn was supposed to start today. Um, LSU, spread. They were 3 hours away from starting practice when they canceled it. Like you know, a lot of a lot of schools um did not get to get what Miami got and like I said just with as much as you know had was changing for them this um this offseason that that obviously is huge. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Oh my god, can you imagine if they got nothing in?
0: Oh. Yeah. Well,
1: I but you you know Oh,
0: I, mean, I mean obviously and 15 would have been better than four still because like yeah, I said like I said, a lot of these schools they're competing with did not change their entire offense or you know did not go through exactly. the level of turmoil Miami did. So you know 15 would have been better than four, but four is better than one and one is better than zero. like you know every right, little bit is, you can get this this time with this situation we're all facing um, is huge.
1: Miami, you know, what, what did, what did, it's kind of interesting, you brought this up to me uh, as far as what did Miami miss out on. Yeah. Well, yeah, they missed the same, th- for the same reason that it was so great to have the four days and so bad that they, right. they do the other <laughs> yeah. to see how they actually do with the, spr- how they, I mean, the scrimmages, they yeah. miss out on three scrimmages, right? Yeah, and one is a one sprint game where you're in front of, um, you're in front of fans, mm-hmm. and you're doing all that stuff in front of fans, especially the early in road, the new kids and whatever, to see how they are under that kind of pressure and people cheering and booing or whatever the hell they do. That 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 was big that they miss out on that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think mostly again, what you lose is just every extra practice you can get to figure out the offense, right? Like just yeah. to, to know what you're doing out there so you're not lost the first yeah. time you get out there for practice. And, and they won't be totally lost, obviously, because they got four days of install. But, um, you know, they're going to have a long way to go once we get out on the field.
1: Yep, that's
0: and, and then just, like, position battles and stuff. Like, weirdly, like, for some of these guys, you know, like we were thinking Don Chaney's going to be behind Jalen Knighton, like he – or Michael Redding's going to be behind all these other young receivers. um. Right, it, it kind of evens the playing field for guys like that, um, where you know they're not too, as far behind as they could have been. Um, ultimately, for the detriment of the team as a whole, but um, you know there's going to be a lot of unsettled competitions once we get out to practice. Um, whenever we get out to practice again. Yeah, and I,
1: I, I, and I don't like now. I just don't. I'm not sure of
0: anything. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm expecting. Out
1: to practice. I mean, are we? By the way, are we going to get out to practice? I mean, I don't, right now, I'm not taking anything for granted. I'm not taking anything, zero. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I,
0: I'm I, I, I would be surprised if there's not some sort of football season in the fall, but how it is, how, what it looks like, I mean, if there's no fans all season or until. Yeah, you know, the end a good of, point,
1: actually. Like, but if there are no fans, and there might be, but I, I can't even see them playing now. I, I, I'm not talking about. I'm saying if there are no fans, I can't even see them playing with no fans. Because, as we've seen, and I'm telling you, like we're recording this on one day, but you know, every day there's so many more cases of uh, the coronavirus, and you know, and people testing positive. That there's so many more that um, and and athletes now yeah. are being discovered that I I can't. Let's
0: just see what happens. You know, time's going to tell all. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, by all accounts, it sounds like the peak of this is going to be, what, like July-ish, August, I think is kind of what's been reported. So it definitely seems like it could like halt the beginning of the season to some degree. Um, but theoretically, right. I guess it, it will have started to um, die off a little bit by the time we would really like, be getting into the, the swing of the season. So. That's well, why not, I kind of feel like making, we're going to get something next in the fall, but it's not going to be normal, certainly. I don't think yeah, anything's going to be normal that. for the for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, me neither. So I'm not making any predictions at all. I just, yeah,
0: I don't yeah. know. Um, anything else you want to hit on? I guess recruiting-wise, they, they went into a dead period, which means they can still basically uh, call and text and everything. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it's going to hurt a lot of these rising seniors, particularly the kids who don't have a lot of offers yet because the spring evaluation period, which, you know, is April pretty much, like when coaches go out to all these spring practices and watch kids and talk to coaches and kids have transferred Uh and gotten more exposure, like it's it's not going to exist anymore in all likelihood. Um, It's going to be, you know, I, I think I've seen Ohio State has gotten now three commitments in the last, like, 48 hours. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point here we start getting a lot of commitments because um, you kind of want to lock in your spot when it's so uncertain. But but they can still recruit. Yep. You know, you're still seeing guys calling and texting and FaceTiming and everything. So when they say dead period doesn't mean no no contact at all. It just means nothing uh, in person, just, just like the rest of our world, right? Like, nothing in person.
1: Yep, nothing in person, and you know, yeah, and our perspectives have been changed forever.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, and I guess we no, should I'm talk about baseball about just football really football. quickly because that is they're out of every team here in South Florida that's in a weird spot. Um, that's the team I feel worst for the Miami baseball team. Yeah, me too. I know they were, yes, I know,
1: I know all the Gators sending me. You know, making fun of the. I, I sent out a tweet saying I really feel bad for you know Damari, uh-huh. the coach, coach, and uh, and the team because they you know they really had a nice start to the season. Yes, I know they lost two out of three to Florida. Three out of three. But um, oh sorry, <laughs> sorry Gators. <laughs> three out of three. Okay. Um, anyway, um.
0: Yeah, they were number five in the country. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah. I'll, about this anyway yeah. um yeah I, I do feel bad for them because they you know they were definitely on the up
0: yeah they're and, number five uh, in the country brian van bell was looking like one of like the great stories in college baseball and who knows if you know he'll have the opportunity to come back but i don't know like mm-hmm. if he can get drafted I and mean, he's not going to come back and they've got all these other pitchers um mcmahon zaccone yeah. like those guys are going to be early round picks they're not coming back. So like. Um, yeah. the reason this team was supposed to be great this year was because of all those pitchers and, and you just never really got to see them uh, you know, pitch deep into the season pitching in big games and they would have been, been fun to follow through the summer and um, obviously oh, really no. fun, I yeah. mean who, I love covering uh, you
1: know, college baseball games are fun they might last forever but they're fun yeah. and uh, they have fear and the World Series, the College World Series, and all that good stuff. I can't believe that's canceled too. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I drove past the I
0: stadium the other day and was like, "Huh, I wonder if there's uh, Mark Light Shake is open." I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And, and that's, yeah, and I think you
1: know, I well, I think the good thing is they played. They did enough to show that they really you know, they really had a nice team and, and Gino's done, done. I think, a very good job, great job. Yeah. Um, and it's coaching staff, really good coaching staff. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, that's kind of sad for them. But, you know, better than if they started out, again, it's better than if they started out poorly and we're like, what? This isn't the team we thought. Right? Yeah, and they and, never had a chance yeah.
0: to get it back on track. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So the good thing is, it's,
0: it's good. Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: a good thing. All right. Um, I think we can wrap up there. Um, we could talk about college basketball, but Miami was pretty much irrelevant this year. So um, <laughs> It's weird to not have the NCAA tournament around, but not for work purposes, just because uh, I would like to be thinking about college basketball right now.
1: understand. No. And I would be, well, not yet, but soon enough covering tennis.
0: Oh, yeah, the Miami so, Open would be right around the corner. I mean, yeah. I was I was yeah, supposed so. to be getting ready to go to NASCAR next weekend at the uh, the Homestead Miami races. Um, and for a minute, it looked like they were going to run them with no fans, which would have been kind of cool to see. But um, obviously, that's not happening now, either. Um,
1: yeah, you can't do it.
0: This yeah. thing is a lot more. Yeah, it just t- clearly took everyone, you know, we should have been, we should have known it was coming and uh, prepared and, and that's. I don't even mean that from a political standpoint, although I, I do also, but just like no one was prepared. No one um as a human as humans, we have a hard time envisioning anything like this catastrophic, basically. And yep. it just like took yep. us all by surprise. So
1: Yep. All right. Well, stay
0: safe. Yeah. Um you can follow Susan on Twitter at S. Miller Degnan. Um, working on coronavirus stuff, but nothing you can specify yet, right?
1: Uh, no we're just we're just taking it day by day and and you know and uh and seeing you know what the news is and what we need to be doing to get ahead of uh ahead of the news
0: yeah yeah so um,
1: but we'll be back,
0: right, We'll 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 be back soon enough. Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter uh, at db wilson too. Um, still doing this podcast. Still doing our Heat podcast with uh, Anthony Chang. Um, so be sure to listen to that. Um, we should have a interesting, cool episode, I think, coming this week. Um, TBD, but I feel pretty good about it. Um, I'm also <laughs> I'm also going to write uh, something about esports this week. Uh there's a one Flo- one Miami team still playing the uh, the Florida Mayhem Overwatch League team. So I'll, I'll be writing about them at some point in the next wow, week or two. I can't so. wait to read that. So, um yeah, just we'll we'll be back next week probably. You know, who knows obviously, but um we want to keep recording this. We want to keep talking about whatever, you know, we're hopefully have more news every week and more kind of fun random stuff we can talk about. So, uh we will uh, talk to you all next week.
1: Yeah, feel free
0: to email us suggestions. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll do like a big mailbag at some point. You know, not even just about yeah, this season, fun. like just Miami stuff in general. So, yeah, well, we've got some ideas. We'll, we'll we'll brainstorm off off Mike. Yeah, we
1: have some some stuff coming up. Yeah. All, so. right. All right, David, take care. Be well. Yep. You too. Okay. Bye bye.